Yo, I put it like wow. This the sound. These folks don't work hard like me. I hope they know by now. Bail, bail. Stand my ground. Throw these money trees go overseas like Percy Tau. I'll make sure you stay around. Quiet when I'm under loud. No nigga is allowed. Me positivity took a vow. I always play to win. Don't anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show. Um, it's the 23rd of February, which is the day. And we're in Kansas City, Missouri. Cold, minus 15 degrees centigrade today. Um, which is not a joke. That's, um, as cold as a witch's nipples, as they say in some parts of the world. Now, I don't think witches are real. So, I don't know. Unless it's your a terrible ex-girlfriend or wife. We've labeled them terrible. Or she was a witch, you know. But I've never ever thought of my ex-girlfriend's nipples so might be a bit inappropriate but i just thought i'd say that because that would be the only witch that most people would know that i would know that would exist although my ex-girlfriend's great so she wasn't a witch so this was a waste of time actually i I could probably just re-record the beginning of this podcast but i'm not going to because i've already said what i've said it is very cold here it is toe-curlingly cold but we're inside and in America they do central heating, which is recycled air, and that will make you sick. But I've got calf drops. Calf drops. I went to the girl in um, Los Angeles and I said to her, I really need some strepsils. And I said, I need some throat lozenges. And she was like, huh? And I was like, um, well, my throat is sore. It needs to be lozenged. And I put my, sort of my hand to my throat. You know, like, ah, I'm ailing in this region here. She's like, do you mean a calf drop? I was like, I do mean a cough drop. I do mean a calf drop. I did the accident. I think I mocked her. But we eventually found what I was looking for because my throat was ailing because of recycled heat at all times being inside my nostril so is that it is the mkt show though uh, we're not here to talk about witches nipples and calf drops because that's a that's that there, i think there is a podcast for that but that's a podcast on its own you know what i mean yeah you know i'm saying because i'm in america you know because hey yeah you know i'm saying y'all y'all know what i mean now hard enough so i had a i had an uber driver who <laughs> He was quite comically American um, because he, he had a very sort of country accent. And, you, you know, <laughs> it's just been a while for me. It's been a while to encounter somebody like that that isn't in the movies. So it was quite something. But he was very cool. Um, he, he has beehives. And he says he has to thaw the honey so that the bees don't die by using uh, some UV lighting, which was a, a very interesting scientific conversation. For those who don't know, I do like science. I'm a big fan. It's my second favorite thing after myself. So shout out to me and shout out to my Uber driver today who didn't, who actually, this one never really happens to me. Well, I don't think it's ever happened to me. I went to the shop, right? And, and Kansas is a big place. We're in Lawrence, Kansas, which is where Kansas University is. 
And I went to the shops, right? Uber picks me up. I forget what the guy's name is. Anyway, he picks me up. Oh, Thomas. Thomas. And Thomas picks me up. Hey, howdy y'all. Blah, blah, blah. We do chitter, chatter, you know. I'm from six miles from here. He said, he said, blah, blah, blah. Very nice. Good guy. Don't know how we got to the fact that he keeps bees. But anyway, he keeps bees. Drops me off at the shops. I'm inside the shop. Moving in the grooving. Hey, can I please have some pastrami? Whatever. You know, I do my shopping. Bit of a situation at the shops. The checkout counter thing wasn't working. Because I'm like, oh, I want to go to the self-checkout. It's very simple. And then boom, it's not working at the moment I needed it. It was working about five minutes after I left it though. So I had to chat to somebody who was ringing stuff up. And if you know me, I don't enjoy that. I'm just like, ring my stuff up. I want to get out of here. Anyway, ordered my Uber. It was the same guy. It was Thomas. So have I broken the space-time continuum or do people get this all the time? Because I've never had that. I've never had the same Uber driver pick me up twice. And it's quite a big place, by the way. It's a, it's a massive 35,000 um, people um, living just in the university. So it's 35,000 students. So there are people moving and grooving. It's not like a dead city. And the students are here right now. And it is active. So I thought that was quite cool. Maybe there are people listening to this going, that happens to me all the time. Well, why didn't you go jump in a lake? Because it's the first time it's ever happened to me. And now I don't feel special if it's happened to you. But if it has happened to you, go jump in a lake because it was quite an awesome experience for me. And this is my podcast, damn it. It's called the MKT Show. I'm actually MKT. So stop listening to my podcast if you don't think that was a special story and you're bored already. Maybe you're, maybe you're the witch with cold nipples. You know what I mean? Like As cold as Kansas. Maybe that's who you are. How about that? If you didn't like my story. Anyway, so I had a cool day today. Uh, first day where we've been rather stable. Um, I would say knowing that we aren't going to be traveling for three or four days. Good feeling. We're going to settle into Kansas um, a little bit and and see what's moving and grooving. What's shaking um, here in and around the university campus. And uh, who knows? Who knows where we'll be next week? You just never know. So we'll, uh, we'll keep you posted. Uh, we'll reset this week and then uh, we'll make some plans. Moving forward, forward, forward. That's radio talk. I'm such a radio guy right now. Feels pretty good. I'm sitting inside the Airbnb, um, which is a much better way to live than go to a hotel. We were at a terrible hotel in Cleveland. Um, and that's no fault, I think, of, um, of anyone. It's just that the NBA All-Star Weekend was packed. You couldn't get in anywhere. Um, so we, we had to take what we could get, you know, and what we got was, a place in the middle of nowhere near the train station. Um, and the hotel was straight out of like 19, 1990s films. There was no kettle. Um, yeah, you had to go downstairs to get hot water to drink. <laughs> Funny story. Another classic MKT story. Classic. So I called down. All right. So this is a sort of difference between speaking English and speaking American. So I say, hey, hey, how's it going? So guest services or whatever. Um, say, hey, I need some hot water. She goes, oh, okay, I'm going to put you through. So I'm like, okay, wow, well, what a prompt response to I need water. Is she putting me through to the person that's going to bring me perfect hot water for tea? Because that is service I've never had at the Radisson. Um, 
said, okay. So it puts me through to like the handyman or whatever. <laughs> so, so I'm like, okay, what's going on here? But it gave me some other options. Like, is it plumbing? Is it whatever? You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh my God. So I had to call her back. So I say, hey, I need hot water. She's like, yes, that's why I said to you, hold on, I'm going to put you through. But eventually the phone hung up on me. Anyway, point of the story, I said, whoa, 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 whoa. No, I need hot water to make tea. She goes, oh. And I'm like, yes. She's like, ah, oh, there's microwave down here. I'm on the fourth floor. So what, as a guest, if I want tea, there's no kettle in my room. But there are, I think there were tea bags. So that made no sense. Why are the tea bags there? So that's the kind of flea bag place we were in. Flea bag with a tea bag. Flea bag with a tea bag. That was Cleveland. But Cleveland's, Cleveland's interesting. You know, it's, um, very much a blue collar area, um, like Kansas is. So Cleveland wasn't LA. It wasn't New York, but it was nice. It was nice. It wasn't, um, wasn't the best part of America from what I hear from people, but, but cool people, like no, no, no airs and graces and whatever. And, um, we, we got on all right there. We got on all right, except I couldn't get hot water in my room. <laughs> Just hold on. I'm going, I'm going to put you through to who do you have hot water or not? I need hot water for tea, ginger tea. You know, I talk a lot because it's a living. And also I talk a lot in real life. My throat's ailing. Next thing she would have said was, do you need a cough drop? And I said, no, I got cough drops in LA. That was two weeks ago. Just get me some water. I want ginger tea. Anywho, this is, this, this is not a podcast about witches' nipples and ginger tea, damn it. It's a sports show. A very serious one at that. I'm an extremely intellectual man. Anyway, what am I going to talk about today? Um... Top four is getting spicy, isn't it, in the Premier League? Talk a little top four. And you know what? I was reading some articles about Manchester United. And I was thinking, how do things become a mess? Like on a large scale. How do things become a mess on a large scale? And I was having some thoughts about Manchester United. And I'm going to tell you why I think Man United is such a mess. So we'll talk top four. uh, Who's going to make it? Spurs, United or Arsenal? And I'll give you my reasoning for who I think will make the top four out of those three because I think uh, between Chelsea, Liverpool and Man City, the top three is sorted. Um, before we get into that, though, uh, interesting evening for me last night. Uh, I have been to a few college basketball games, but last night was my first proper top-tier program um, going through uh, the Kansas City Jayhawks. Um, they are for real. They, they are real. Uh, ranked fifth in all of America as things stand. Um, absolutely brilliant, by the way. Experience. Um, really, the fanfare is incredible. So Lawrence, Kansas, from what I understand, having spoken to Thomas and, and just listening to the way people talk, doing a little bit of reading, is built around the university, um, which is a cool way to live. If you are in South Africa, I would equate it to Rhodes. So if you're from Grahamstown, I think the industry down there has shifted very much to Rhodes University being the industry. So, and Thomas had a very interesting point, actually. He said, you know, if you're from Lawrence, Kansas, and he's from around the area, he's got three kids, actually. Uh, his third kid is um, doing her postgrad, I think, 
um, at the moment, but he's got two engineers that have gone through. But he said, you know, being from here, it's a double-edged sword because when the students are here, it's obviously, you know, the belligerence and all sorts of stuff going on. In fact, interesting fact about Lawrence, Kansas and Ubers, they're actually short of drivers here. They made Thomas an, a very lucrative offer to drive Ubers between 12 and 3 at night. But because of the belligerence of uh, the types of students you're picking up between 12 and 3 in the morning, uh, Thomas said he did it, I think, four or five times. And he said, this is madness. I mean, people vomiting in his car, you know, and students being students at 12 to 3 in the morning. So he said, look, th- this is not for me. And Uber made him the offer because they need more drivers. So it's a, it's a really, really interesting time. But Kansas City Jayhawks, uh, it was the big rivalry game um, yesterday. And we were fortunate enough to be there. We had great seats. But the fanfare and everything around it. By the way, Kansas City Jayhawks University team, the tickets are sold out for the season. It is sold out. You cannot get tickets. It is impossible to get tickets. This is university basketball. Listen, I know it's really cool. It's like it's like so cool to, to be anti-America or have something to say about America. Nowhere is perfect. America is not perfect, right? South Africa is not perfect. England's not perfect. But... I would say in the Western world, um, America's it. I mean, I, like, I'm not a fanboy of America, right? Like, I've, I've, I, you know, you know, I've traveled, so I see its shortcomings because I've seen other places that do it better. I've seen places that do it worse that are also first world, by the way. And there are things in South Africa we do better, and there are many things that are here, uh, and many things that are back home that are better in both locations. But ultimately, in terms of industry. And doing it properly in my world, because I don't know anything else besides sport. That's the only thing I know. I, I don't know anything else. And in my world, nobody does it like America. This was a university game, and the Kansas City Jayhawks, it was an honor to see how it's done when you do it properly at the elite level. And for the game experience, my God, my God, absolutely thrilling. From the band to what happens with the cheerleaders, with the dancers. I mean, it's as good as we were at the Philadelphia 76ers uh, Boston Celtics game um, and the NBA All-Star game. It, it was very difficult to tell the difference in terms of in-game production. And so this is what they're delivering every night. Every night for their fans, they're delivering this. It's a professional outfit. And, I, you know, whenever I see something like that, I always go, I want... Clearly, there's money being invested here. Listen, the coach for the Kansas City Jayhawks is paid $6 million a year. That's correct. I said $6 million a year. I looked it up. That's about the same as Jurgen Klopp gets. But when you're here and you see it and you see his youngsters talk to the media, we're fortunate enough to to go and see how they talk to the media. We were in the press conference room. You hear how trained they are, how polished these young men are. These are young men. These are very young men. I'm 35. These are young men. They're children, 21, 22 years old, but polished. They are polished. They speak to the media. There's no bullying. They understand how to shape the media. And I've had media training myself, having played football uh, in in the United Kingdom. I could see that these these guys are trained. They know which way to go and uh, how not to be trapped by the media and what to say and how to say it. 
and how to direct the media because you have to direct the press. Otherwise, they'll lead you down uh, their own merry way. So very, very impressive outfit, Kansas City Jayhawks. And you see why they're the top, what, why they are what they are. The most famous guy to leave here, Joel Embiid, one of our very own in Africa. So very, very cool. And what an experience. Um, I mean, the band is rocking at all times, doing covers, um, and they're trying to time it with the timeouts, right? So as the timeouts go out, as the timeouts go in, uh, the band gets going. They've got a conductor there. So it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful experience in pageantry uh, and in sport and in the mix of business because it's business. If you're paying the coach $6 million a year, you must know what that's worth to the university. It's the equivalent of the manager of Liverpool Football Club. Say what you will about America in terms of creating pipelines for the sports entertainment industry. I'm not going to speak about any other industry. I have no interest in that. I only care about sport. For sports entertainment, love them or hate them, America have got it spot on. This is amateur. Well, NIL will change that very soon, but they are amateurs. And it is run by a coach who has it absolutely buttoned up. Fantastic story and, you know, just fantastic to be a part of it. So I wanted to, to quickly mention that. Um, what's some, we had our uh, Champions League watch-alongs, by the way, over the last two days. Quite fun. Quite fun. So you can join us for those um, on all of these social media platforms. But TikTok in particular uh, will advertise that on all social media platforms. So the Champions League, of course, Back in two weeks. So we'll be back um, doing our thing. So join us for the live watch-alongs on the Ticker Tocker. The MKT show is a page there. But the Champions League is hotting up. And Man United got the last-minute draw. Uh, or oh, the last minute. In the last 10 minutes, Anthony uh, Elanga. And they really like him. Swedish international. Uh, they really like what he's up to at Man United. And that's very, very cool. So just to update you, um, for those wondering, hey... What's happening? Where are you guys? We are currently in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, let's give you a quick update um, on the American trip. So we've been to L.A., we've been to Philadelphia, uh, and we are now um, in Kansas City. We were in Cleveland before this for the NBA All-Star. So L.A. for the Super Bowl, um, which was fun. And then we, we went on to Philadelphia. We watched um, the Boston Celtics absolutely obliterate Joel Embiid and the 76ers there. And then we moved on to Cleveland for the NBA All-Star Weekend. We watched Steph Curry put on a show of all shows, 16 three-pointers, um, absolutely like a trebuchet. If you, if you know what a trebuchet is, that's, that's Steph Curry. He doesn't, you, you can't get to him. Long-range missiles, absolute monster, that guy. Absolute monster. LeBron James got to see him live. Joel Embiid got to see him live. Fred Van Vliet uh, got to see him live. So John Morant was trying to put on his own slam dunk show. Uh, that guy is one of the most explosive humans in the league right now. So that was cool. And on a personal note, you know, I, I really, the more, the more I live, the more I get to see people work, uh, both locally in South Africa and internationally, is I'm growing an appreciation for greatness because it's so rare. And we've actually been spoiled. Tom Brady just retired. And I'm just talking about sports now. There are great moms and dads everywhere. But we've been spoiled. We've really been spoiled in this generation. Cristiano Ronaldo, Leo Messi, Tom Brady, Michael Jordan. 
And the, the next one's LeBron James. The next one's LeBron James. I didn't think I'd ever get to see him. So I've seen the great Leo Messi live. I've seen Cristiano Ronaldo live. And now I've seen LeBron James live. There's nobody like them. And I, I got to see the great Tom Brady live as well. So that's quite an honor for me. But the last one's LeBron James. Right? There's five or six great. Like, I don't mean very good. Five or six great athletes in our time. For me, I got to see the great Paolo Maldini, my favorite athlete of all time. And I think he's the greatest athlete that's ever lived. But that's a conversation for another time. And there's Tiger Woods left. The other one is Tiger Woods. I've never seen Tiger Woods live. And I would do anything to see Tiger. Anything. I, I would. There is almost no number, which I have in my bank account, which is not very much, that I wouldn't pay to see Tiger Woods. I would probably sell my own mother's kidney to see Tiger Woods. Not my own kidney, obviously. I mean, that's ridiculous. I need both. And I don't drink or smoke, but you, you just never know. You know what I mean? I might have a terrible first divorce. Might drive me to the bottle. Going to need both kidneys. Great filters. Great filters, those, by the way. Way better than Instagram filters. They actually work. They're actually working. So I got to see LeBron James live. And, and unless you're a sports nerd like me, you, you won't know what it means to, to me. But I saw LeBron James in living color. And by the way, Michael Jordan was there, right? Charles Barkley got to see them doing their thing. TNT, Ernie. Uh, it was just amazing to, to see it all. Uh, DJ Khaled. Um, I, hey, I first bumped uh, DJ Khaled, which was quite cool. First bumped Mark Cuban, which was awesome. Uh, got to see uh, the CEO of um, TikTok speak live. That was interesting. May not happen ever again. So that was, it was a really, really whirlwind experience. And, um, the head of Google was there. Head of Google, um, operations was there talking on the same panel. Um, so, so it was a really, really top level conference. And that was awesome. That was the NBA All-Star weekend. First bumped, um, DJ Khaled. That was cool. He was iced up in public as well. Like he didn't need to be on stage. Iced up. God is great. Hustle harder. He says, um, he put on a great performance, DJ Khaled. Great performance. He had a little Wayne with him. Another great. I got to see Mary J. Blige live and Macy Gray did an incredible soul cover of the American National Anthem. It was awesome. Macy Gray. I love her. I, and Mary J. Blige. Are you like, I, I never thought that would come real for me either. Like, I love Mary J. Blige. Love her and what she represents. And she's always kept it real. One thing about Mary J. Blige kept it real since the beginning. So, that was an awesome thing. Uh, Lil Wayne uh, played live. Some other guy, I don't know what his name is, but he has a song called Pusha P that Ryan liked. It was okay, but uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was a really next level show. And again, America putting on. And then it was the 75th anniversary for the NBA. So they brought out all the legends. Uh, you know, just all of them were there. All of them were there. And it was it was phenomenal. And then Michael Jordan capped off the evening. And interestingly, Le Michael Jordan got the biggest cheer of the night. And LeBron was there, by the way. LeBron came out with all the great players because uh, they announced the team of the last 75 years, right? The all, um, I don't know, like all-star team of the 75 years of basketball. And Michael Jordan got the loudest cheer of any player by a mile. Shaq, Kobe, all these guys got announced. 
but nobody cheered as loud as they did for anybody else but MJ. So incredible to see the pull of the great man, and it was great to see him live. He's not that tall, by the way, by NBA standards. He's only like 6'5", 6'6". Because I saw him standing next to LeBron. I'm like, wow, that guy's, you know, not that tall for the NBA. So for him to have done what he was doing, absolutely awesome. So I thought I'd catch everybody up um, on where we are. Uh, We are in Kansas City, Missouri right now, 23rd of uh, February. And I will keep you posted. I will keep you posted on what are, what is to come. All right, uh, let's talk about the top four. Spurs, United, Arsenal. This is the top four in the English Premier League. And who's going to get in? Listen, before we get into this, um, you know, you ever had this situation? Because I, I was thinking of an analogy for this. And I thought, you ever had, I, I, so I'm heterosexual, so I can only speak to this. And it's happened to me. You ever had a girl that you and somebody who you know, and could be your friend, but in my case, I knew the guy. He wasn't my friend. But you ever had a, somebody who you like or you find attractive and you you do too much? You do too much. Because sometimes all you need to do, right, is outlast the other person, outweigh the other person. Because sometimes that that person is unavailable or whatever it may be, and you just need to stay patient, but you do too much. And I've done this. I did this with this one person. And the other guy ended up with her. But sometimes in life, all you need to do is you don't need to be the best. You just need to outlast. You know, it's such an underrated trait, the ability to outlast. And I feel like that's what it's going to have to be for the top four. None of these teams are going to have to be spectacular. Can you grind out a 1-0 a one nil here and there? Can you score that 89th minute goal to make it 1-1 and grab that last minute equalizer? That's what you're going to have to do. You don't have to be Man City. You don't have to be Liverpool. You don't have to be. To get in the top four this year, we've seen what it's going to be. And here's who I think will make top four. And here's who I don't think will make top four. And I'll tell you why. Let's start off with the Arsenal. L- listen, they are young, talented and because they are young, they're inconsistent. All right? They're inconsistent. And the one thing you cannot replace, and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang wasn't that guy last year as a striker. You don't have a striker. They don't have a striker. Lacazette's shot. I think mentally he's he's checked out. Um, he's not going to sign a new deal. He's completely shot. He's completely shot, that guy. He's not a striker anymore. Nice work rate, but... You know, you, if you want to have a nice work rate, you go and play for Everton. You don't play for Arsenal. You, at, at Arsenal, we care about quality. So they're young, inconsistent, and they don't have goals. And that's going to be crucial because sometimes you need... I mean, the Vlahovic thing must have been a kick in the gut sack for Arsenal. He comes to Juventus. What does he do after 32 seconds? Fastest goal in Champions League history. Never mind. Never mind. But that's what you need. You need the guy on instinct is going to put in the back of the net. And that's who they wanted. And the other thing that counts against Arsenal. Folks, the greatest killer in the world for all of us. If we've got siblings, you know this. Competition. The greatest killer in the world is expectation. Expectation kills so many people. 
And it's a killer. Listen, expectations are not for everyone. Everyone thinks they want the expectation until there is the expectation on your shoulders. Mikel Arteta has never managed under pressure. It's very easy for all of us to say, yes, but it's his job. Yes, it's that. It doesn't change the fact that he's human. It does not change the, the fact that you cannot rush the learning curve. He's, this is only his third year in management. Mikel Arteta has never managed under pressure. Let's go to Spurs. You know, I always say in relationships, I've made these mistakes, so I know. And if you're listening and you don't believe me, go and ask your mom and dad. Never go into a relationship, right? And it never works. Never go into a relationship where you're desperate. Where the one party is desperate, that relationship is going to be a disaster. It ain't going to work. Can't be walking on eggshells in a relationship. Because you need to be able to call people out. Folks, be honest. If you support Tottenham, Harry Kane has been tosh this season. Don't let one goal against Man City fool you. Harry Kane's been rubbish this year. He's been dragging his lip all season. Boo-hoo, I didn't get my move to Man City. Get over it. Be professional. Harry Kane doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be there. Harry Kane didn't become the worst striker in the league in four months. Stop it. He's dragging his lip. He doesn't want to be there. It, it's not a balanced relationship because now Tottenham can't hold him accountable. Folks, I always say to people, nines should date nines. You know why? Because that gap, so if you're a six and she's a nine, that gap is going to be the amount of tension in the relationship. Harry Kane's a nine, Tottenham are a six. He doesn't want to be there. And now Tottenham know they're lucky to have him. What relationship do you know? And I'm talking to grown-ups now. What relationship do you know where you can't call your partner out on their BS? That works. It doesn't exist. Don't be ridiculous. Be a grown-up. Grow up. So if you're a Tottenham fan, I've got some bad news for you. Harry Kane does not want to be there. That's why he's been rubbish. Tottenham have been playing well this season. They've been fine. Son Heung-min is still creating chances. Don't tell me Harry Kane hasn't had chances this season. He's dragging his lip. But it's not his fault. This is what happens in relationships when a nine is dating a six. The other thing that doesn't work for Spurs is that Antonio Conte was their third or fourth choice. Again, don't get into relationships with people where you're their third or the fourth choice. Because now Tottenham know... That he really didn't have another choice. It went a bit sour at Inter. They know he knows that he was the third choice. They know that. You know, if a girl or a guy's not your first choice, you're not going to treat them the same as though they were the first choice. When you, because you, you know, if you get that first choice lady or guy in your life, you go, oh, this person's got options. If you're picking off the third or the fourth shelf, it's. You can treat them any kind of way. And people do this. And it sounds like I'm being shallow, but I'm telling you real life. It's important that there's balance in every relationship. And Antonio Conte knows he's third, fourth choice. And Spurs know he knows. And Spurs are treating him a certain kind of way. Did they invest in January? No. Because they, they're like, oh, okay, Antonio, where are you going to go? What? Two, two rejects from Juventus. That's not investment. <laughs> that is not investment. Vlahovic would have been an investment. Pair him with Kane. 
And it can work. Two up front can work. Harry Kane's made two, two up front work for years. And then the one last problem Spurs have, and this is again in any relationship. Daniel Levy is a survivor. Antonio Conte is a winner. And there's huge tension there. Because Antonio Conte wants to win now. Daniel Levy says, I've got a 25-year plan. Oh, boy. There's too much tension at Spurs to win consistently. It just is not going to work. And I don't feel sorry for Spurs. I said you should let Harry Kane go early. You should let him go early. You get your £130 million from uh, City. You move on. You weren't going to compete for the league anyway. Now you've got an unhappy guy and you're not going to make the top four. You take that money, get Vlaovic early in that window. Bob's your uncle. Maybe you're in the top four. This season, it's gone now. Too much tension. Organizational tension is bad for everybody. Unless that, uh, and we'll talk about Man United in a bit, unless the organizational tension is actually funneling down from the exco, it is bad for everybody. There needs to be people in charge. Tottenham are a mess. There's no balance in that relationship. And Daniel Daniel Levy has no control. And Antonio Conte knows that. Because I'll tell you what's happening. right? Tottenham feel like Conte's lucky to be there. And Conte feels like Tottenham are lucky to have him. That's not a relationship. Because a relationship is, this is going to be hard, right? But boy, am I glad to be here. And am I glad to have you find Tottenham. They kind of feel like they're doing each other a favor, don't they? Conte's third, fourth choice, and Daniel Levy's a survivor. Look what he did with the Gareth Bailman. He tried to spread it over nine guys. What happened? They still haven't recovered. And we'll finish off with United. I think Man United are going to make the, the fourth spot. And, you know, I didn't realize this, but the talent level at Man United is insane. And talent cannot overcome chaos. But I'll tell you what talent will overcome. Incompetence. Man United are clearly have been incompetent for a year now. They've been extremely incompetent since 2013. We'll talk about United in particular in a bit. But talent cannot overcome chaos. But it'll overcome incompetence for a while. Because talent is makeup. Talent is makeup. If you've got acne... Right For a night out on a date, you can make it work. I don't know what the makeup's called, though. I think it's blush. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. But talent overcomes incompetence. And this one's really simple. There's no analogy needed here. They've got Cristiano Ronaldo, and nobody else does. I don't need to say anything more there. United are going to make the top four because they've got Cristiano Ronaldo. Sometimes in life, you don't need to be the best. Just remember to outlast. And by the way, that's a decision. Tenacity is a decision. That's an attitude thing. It's not an ability thing. There's no PhD for tenacity. That's a very intrinsic, deeply built-in thing which you can work on. Ronaldo is at Man United. Nobody else has Ronaldo and everybody is a mess. Everybody's incompetent and talent will overcome incompetence. Man United have the most talent. They have Cristiano Ronaldo. And in the end, it's a talent business. It's a talent business. Sometimes you strike the magic of Liverpool. Sometimes you strike the magic of Man City where you've got talent and discipline all in one. Very unlikely. 
Very, very, very unlikely. But in this case, it's three teams, Arsenal, Spurs, Man United, all a mess. An absolute shambles. Man United are going to outlast purely because they've got Cristiano Ronaldo. They're going to make the top four. Arsenal and Spurs are going to go to North London crying. Can't believe Spurs didn't let Harry Kane go. Daniel Levy. I mean, that guy. I do like him. I think as a business owner, he's the best owner in the league. But if you want to win, sometimes roll the dice. You've got to be a big baller, you know what I mean? So that's who I think will make the top four. Who do you think will make the top four? Um, Arsenal, Spurs, Man United. Hit me up. The MKT Show or MKT Inspires on all platforms. Who will make the top four? Be a really interesting one. Arsenal, Spurs, Man United. I think Man United. Which is a turnaround because I didn't think they'd make it. But that's what's going to happen. All right, let's move on to this. We'll finish off on this. Why are Man United such a mess? Why are Man United such a mess? It's a good question, isn't it? And I've listened to people. I've, uh, I've watched all sorts of interviews. And, and I, I was thinking about my own life as I was thinking about this topic. Because I always use my own life because otherwise you're lying, right? You like read in a book. Okay, interesting. But, but I've lived this. So I come from a home of divorce, right? But not like tragic. Like both my parents are fortunately super emotionally stable people. Uh, it was tough, obviously. Nobody gets married to get divorced, right? And so when my parents got divorced, it was about as good a divorce as you can have. But I remember talking to my mother uh, a couple of years ago about a two-parent home. And I've seen other homes where people's parents use the kids against their, the other parent. I'm really, really fortunate. My parents aren't perfect. Nobody's perfect. I, I think my parents are great in hindsight. <laughs> I didn't think so when I was younger, but I was a moron. But I spoke to my mother about this and I said, what is it about two-parent homes? Why do people always say that? And she explained the following to me. Because I, I, I very much believe in this. right? Let's just take it to the home. I don't know what kind of home you come from, but I come from a home of order. Both on my mother's side and my father's side. In my 20s, I went off the rails. It was not good for my family relationship. On my mother or my, or my father's side. But I genuinely believe this. Every home needs order. Every home needs order. And we always say sport is a microcosm of life, right? Everybody who, who thinks they're like witty and they, they're a little smarter, a little bit douchier than everyone else, always says sport is a microcosm of life. And I say every home needs order. And the older I get, the more I believe that. I come from order. With my father in particular, incredible, incredibly rigid in terms of what was expected of us. Super consistent guy. My, my dad's not a shouter either. Can't remember the last time uh, my dad raised his voice. Not a shouter. He talks now, especially later in life, he speaks once. And if you don't comply, then good luck to you. But every home needs order. All right? It goes, mom, 
and I'm I'm old school. It goes mom right in second place. Dad must uh, lead the household, and this is not financial. This has nothing to do with financial. Mom and dad at the top, elder sibling, and then the younger ones. Right? Parents must be in charge, though. That's really, really important. And in charge means you don't negotiate. Because I know we're in this new age. And listen, trust me, my mother's struggling with this all the time. She just did a second uh, doctorate, uh, one in early childhood development. So, And she comes from a conservative home. So we do chat about this and, and social dynamics quite a bit. But parents must be in charge. Being in charge means you do not negotiate with your employees. There are certain standards that if not met, there are clear consequences. It's the home I grew up in. And both of my parents, by the way, I think at about 12 or 13, they stopped with the, and I mean, my dad's not like a violent man or my mom, but I I haven't had a, a hiding since I was 12, 13. Both my parents separately didn't even speak to each other. They said, okay, look here. You're a grown man now. This is over. But what you need is clear consequences for actions, good and bad. Good and bad. Don't negotiate. Do not negotiate with your employees. There must be clear set out rules, guidelines for good and bad. Because without order, there is chaos. And where there is chaos, there is losing. I live in Africa. Believe me. The notion holds. Where there is no order, there is only chaos. Nature will not abide a vacuum. I come from a chemistry background. You can observe it. Nature will not abide a vacuum. And human beings are a part of nature. As smart as we think we are, we are just complicated apes. Without order, there's chaos. Now, if you don't, if you think my theory doesn't hold... Let me tell you the last time Man United were winning. Alex Ferguson, David Gill, Roy Keane, the rest. Alex Ferguson, David Gill, Nemanja Vidic, the rest. It was very clear. Think about it in your mind now as you cast yourself back to the Roy Keane and Nemanja Vidic era. Alex Ferguson, David Gill, Roy Keane, the rest. No negotiating with that order. Beckham got too big for his boots, out. Vanestroy, too big for your boots, out. Ronaldo, too big for your boots, out. Vanestroy, out. Stam, out. These are megastars. But there must be order. Because without order, what did Fergie know? Chaos. He's seen it before. That's leadership. Don't believe me? When Arsenal won, Arsene Wenger, David Dean, Patrick Vieira, the rest. No negotiating. I don't want to, we don't want to hear what Thierry Henry has to say. Just keep that in the dressing room. You're a player. Go and do that. Saul Campbell, no one cares. Carlo Torre, no one cares. Take it back to... Patrick Vieira will deal with that part of things. Mum, dad, all the siblings, the rest. When Arsenal were winning, it was Wenger, it was David Dean, it was Patrick Vieira, 
and the rest fell in line. And that order did not change where there is, or, hey, good law is good order. Right? Law is order, so said uh, Aristotle. And good law is good order. Fergie, David Gill, Roy Keane, the rest. Fergie, David Gill, Nemanja Vidic, the rest. Wenger, David Dean, Vieira, the rest. But here's an important thing for me, and I, I touched on it just now. I don't, it's very difficult to not sound douchey right now. But I know very few people in life who want to win. But I want to tell you something that I know to be true. There is no democracy in winning. Winning is not a democracy. Because winning is painful. And if you leave people in a democracy, generally they get lazy. So if you want to win, you've got to grind people. That's really, like if you want to win, if you want to be Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett's not playing around. How many times do you hear that Berkshire Hathaway, the, the turnover? I don't mean with his hoity-toities. I mean, I know people who've worked at Berkshire Hathaway. The top banks, investment bankers in New York, these guys want to win. You want to make $20 million a year, comes at a price bar. These top investment banks do not play around. Tom Brady had won six Super Bowls and he even said, all right, this is enough. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. This ain't it. Winning is not a democracy. It is painful. It hurts. You have to deny yourself the things you want. Because let me tell you something that I know for sure. People don't like to sacrifice. People say, what does sacrifice mean? I always say, tell me your favorite thing in the world. Tell me your favorite thing in the world right now. Think, I'll give you a second to think about it. And I always use fitness as a, uh, as a guide because that's all I know as well. I, like, I don't know any other type of sacrifice. I'm not in a relationship. I don't have kids. So I don't want to start making stuff up. But I know how to sacrifice for my personal health. People always ask me, what does sacrifice mean? And I say, tell me your favorite thing in the world. And people will offer umming and ahhing. I say, okay, tell me your favorite thing in the world. And I say, if you want to know what sacrifices, give that thing up for your year straight. Ah, ooh, ah. That sacrifice. Don't negotiate. Whatever your favorite thing to do, eat, be near, can you give that thing up for 365 days? 99.999 recurring percent of the world cannot. That's winning. And if you don't believe me, folks, winning is simple, right? It is painful because it is this. You cannot be human. You cannot enjoy it because you need a template. You need scaling and you need repetition. And people get bored because people aren't disciplined. They get bored. Winning simple. Template, scaling, repetition. Write it down. You want to win? Get a template. Right? Learn the blueprint. Scale it. And repeat. That's it. But you need a Fergie. You need a Pep. You need a Jose Mourinho. You need a borderline despot. Because winning means people can't be comfortable. Because you've got to pay a price every day. The great Shannon Sharp, tight end, um, Hall of Famer, says... Greatness is a price that must be paid daily. Most people don't want to pay the daily price. Because most people on Friday nights want to go for wine with the girls. That's why Cindy's beating you at the office. Because on Saturday mornings, Cindy's just gone to the gym 
and she's putting in six hours at, at the office, getting her sales plan right. That sacrifice. Cindy's doing sacrifice. You're going, I need a break. You don't need a break. What you, what you are is soft. And listen, winning is not for everybody. If history has taught us something, winning is not for everybody. But I'll say this and finish off. Manchester United are a mess. Because they haven't had a single person properly in charge since Fergie left. Partly Fergie's fault, partly Man United's fault. Because I'm going to give you some of the signings, right? And I told you about order. Law is order, and good law is good order. I'm going to give you some of the signings since Fergie left. And tell me what the template is. Fellaini, Mata, De Maria, Schneiderlin, Rojo, Blint, Falcao, Depay, Martial, Pogba, Zlatan, Mkhitaryan, Lukaku, Matic, Sanchez, Fred, Maguire, Wan Bissaka, Van der Beek. That's in the last eight years. You'd be forgiven if that was the last 15 years. That's in the last eight seasons. So you've gone from Fellaini to Juan Mata. T- tell me what the template is there. From Demaria to Falcao, what is the template? What are we doing? You remember back in the day, they used to always say that he's a Man United player. Wayne Rooney, Carlos Tevez, Cristiano Ronaldo. You knew what Fergie wanted, Park Ji Sung. You knew that these guys, there's a DNA. They used to call it the Fergie DNA, the Man United way. It's actually come out, it's the Fergie way. Folks, Man United are a mess because they haven't had anybody come in and take charge. Nine years of blockbuster signings, no pattern, no template. And if you don't have a template, you can't scale. And if you can't scale, you can't repeat good habits. Because what's the pattern at Man United? What does a Man United player look like now? You know what? Pep's clear, right? He wants hardworking and technical. If you're not hardworking and technical, Pep, forget it. He's never changed. Are you hardworking and are you, can you play in a phone booth? I know it sounds easy like every pro can do it. They can't. <laughs> because there's another thing you have to do. You have to be coachable. That's what the Americans call an intangible. That's not a tangible trait. Is he coachable? Can you live with Pep Guardiola teaching you six systems? Can you live with that? Because great players, all great players want to be coached. They want to be challenged, but there's very few great players in the world. Kevin De Bruyne, Bruno, listen, these top, top guys want to be challenged. They want to be challenged by their coaches, and very few coaches can get into the mind of these great players. Who's in charge at Manchester United? Folks, winning is a painful sport. It is a painful endeavor. It is not for everybody, and Man United have not been willing to suffer that. Folks, It's all about order. Think of your own home. If you're in a relationship, when do things start to fall apart? When people don't communicate how they feel about their role in in the relationship. Children change the dynamic and you don't communicate how we're going to do this thing together. I expect you to work less. I'll work more. You know, we'll share this. You have to all play your role. And if you want to win, and remember, winning is not just about money. Setting up successful systems 
And I believe that a home is a system. And you cannot win in any home without order. Where dad doesn't take his place, where mom doesn't take her place, where all the siblings are not, ex- it's not explained to them that this is your place. Trust me, it was explained to me and I did not fill my role and nature will not abide a vacuum and there was chaos in my family all because of me. I know this. Every home needs order. Man United have had no order since the granddaddy and their father, Alex Ferguson, left. And I think that's no mistake. Ralph Ranić has similar traits. We're seeing a little bit of order come back And what are you seeing with Man United? The talent is settling down. Because you need order. Greatness needs a place to operate. Because I'll tell you what greatness cannot overcome. I don't care how talented you are. Greatness and talent can overcome incompetence. It cannot overcome chaos. It cannot and will not overcome chaos. So Man United, much like any home, need to rearrange themselves before things go completely dilly. And we know what happens when we lose complete order in our homes. And I come from a home of divorce. Mom, dad, elder siblings, the rest. In order to win, there must be order. Every home needs order. And Man United are a house divided right now. All right. My name is MKT, and I hope wherever you're driving, you're having the time of your lives. You may be walking. Hey, I'm walking here. I'm walking. That's Bobby De Niro. It's Bobby De Niro. I'm walking here. Hits the taxi. Taxi driver. Great film. But whatever you're up to today, I hope you're having the time of your lives. I'm in Kansas City, Missouri, minus 15 degrees Celsius right now. And, yeah, it's been a, it's been a good experience. I, I hope um, the, biz- the business uh, wins because of this um, but for now ladies and gentlemen um, what do you think top four Spurs United Arsenal and why do you think Man United are a mess why do you think Man United are a mess maybe I'm crazy but I think they don't have order and that order means things cannot be negotiable don't negotiate with standards do not negotiate with standards a Man United player used to be a Man United player back in the day in my home, my father always said, he'll pay for education. Get educated. I tried to negotiate with that. Whoo! Twenties went off the rails. Do not negotiate to standards. They are there for a reason. Why are Man United such a mess? I'd love to know what people think. Hit me up uh, on all social media platforms. Uh, the MKT Show. Otherwise, I am MKT Inspires. Ladies and gentlemen, for now, uh, this has been the MKT Show. My name is MKT. And for now, we are the hell out of here. Thank you.